Welcome back to the Smoking Cask Podcast, where we're reviewing our Glenfiddich lineup. Today, we are doing the Glenfiddich 15. I'm Greg. And I'm Jake. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us yet again. Listen to us bullcrap for a while. We are uh, gonna go ahead and uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We got the bottle pop. Ah, geez, sound effects board. <laughs> Bad idea for anyone who's not from the technology age. I'm such a kid. I'm gonna play around <laughs> with that forever. Uh, we're about to pop open this uh, 15 that Jake owns. He's gonna give us a little cork, a little cork noise, which doesn't matter much. But no, gonna... this is your bottle. Son of a bitch. <laughs> he just handed me, said I owned it. It's mine now. Ah, crap. I'm taking it home. I'll give it back, though. Let Here the video go. record that we don't have yet prove that I shot him in the face and took it back. Ooh, that wasn't one. bad. Not bad. So I'm going to go ahead and pour myself a little bit of this so we can drink and talk. It is no Lagavulin, but that cork is not bad. Not bad at all. You ever notice that, though? Lagavulins, you almost second guess whether or not you're about to break the thing off. Yeah, they're pretty, yeah. They're pretty intense. Yep. All right, let's see if I can't get a good, a good, uh, here, everybody listen. Shh. He poured out a crap load because it's mine. It was a lot more than I expected. That's all right. <laughs> so, um, Glenfiddich 15, nice staple in the middle of the road for us. We both really like this one, and we've actually argued that it may, in some cases, trump the 18, but in some cases not. So that's why we're here today. We're going to make this a nice quick. This is going to be a nubby episode, not a Churchill. We're yeah. going to try and get through this one pretty quick. Yep. But uh, So today it's the Glenfiddich 15. This is a 40 proof, uh, 40% forty eighty proof malted barley. Um, this is new oak and um, uh, sherry cask. What's that? What kind of sherry cask is that again? Oloroso. Oloroso. Yeah, Oloroso sherry. Aren't you, aren't you special? Oloroso um, with a pinky in the air. This one this one can <laughs> range in price. I think we paid around 70 bucks. Um Sixty to eighty dollars, sometimes a little more, a uh, little bit higher end uh, in the cost, but still pretty good. I mean, you could get this and still make it your everyday or every week drinker. So, um, relative rarity, this guy is common. Uh, Jake is telling me here that this guy is available all over the place. The Glenfiddich fifteen single malt, yeah, pretty much. I've only seen it in a handful of liquor stores, but I only go to a couple, and uh, some of them don't restock too often. Uh, yeah, okay. So when you're talking about Virginia ABCs, and then especially the smaller town that you live in, I could definitely see how uh, your one Virginia ABC might not have it. But right uh, on a larger scale, right between let's say here and like. What Ashburn Manassas is where we frequent quite a bit. Yeah, for so, work. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So between where we are and there, you will be able to find a bottle of this somewhere. I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say it's common because not every store has it, but it's pretty damn close to common. I've already said it enough times too. It is a Highland, um, technically a space side by the bottle, but it's a Highland or space side because we've again there's an argument over that region um, and how their distillery um, or rickhouse are, are set up. Um, really enjoying the smell of this guy. It's awesome. So we're nosing it a bit. Um, it is a. Uh, I did a gold slash amber on this. It's not dark like some of the higher age profile uh, expressions of Glenfiddich Scotch, but it is a little darker. It seems like every year age you go up with these guys, they get a bit darker in color. It's funny. It's something that you'll probably never note. It's something that you'll probably never notice unless you have all the bottles sitting next to each other 
or you have all of them poured out in front of you because we were sitting outside earlier with the um, well, the twelve can be excluded because it's a green bottle, but we had the the fourteen year, the fifteen year, and the eighteen year, and you could just ever so slightly see a exactly. color. It was like the color difference between going from like dark gray to smoky gray to smoky trout or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Sorry, I've been I've been doing it's some painting in my house, so I've been looking at a lot of swatches. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> can we say the word swatch on the radio swatch? on our podcast? I don't know. Is that too close to anything else? Uh you know, let's just not even explain. <laughs> let's not even examine that. Um, swatch is fine. Yeah, it, it is a very subtle difference in color, but the uh, the color difference is nice. Um, once you identify it, you can't unsee it. And That's it does bad. seem like the only difference would be the 14 bourbon barrel um, is going to be probably darker because of how it's aged, I would think. But uh, for the most part, like their single malts, their standard single malts yeah. that are in the Solera vats, they tend to get a little darker with age. Uh, and the flavors do get a little different. So we're going to jump right into it here so we don't waste too much time. Uh, real quick, if you guys have any questions or concerns, want to make fun of us, want to ask us to review anything in the future, The Smoking Cask is our podcast name, Cask Crew at thesmokingcask.com or jakec at thesmokingcask.com. Send us an email, you know, whatever. Pictures of your wife. I say it every time. I'm just joking around. But I mean, if you end up doing that, we're not going to get <laughs> he's, upset. He's not joking. I'm air but, quote joking. Yeah. Now, uh, but if you guys want to send us something or bitch at us for doing something wrong, that's fine. What I'm thinking now is we we need people's insight, some of the backstories that they may have dug into more. There are historians out there. We also don't mind you guys asking, hey, can you review X, Y, and Z? Full disclosure, if it's something we can't get in our liquor store, we're probably going to ask you to send us some. Um, and that's something we can uh, arrange offline here. Yeah, but, comp- um, compensate. You know, I'm not saying send us anything for free. No, 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 no. We, we would. Uh, you, you can gift us something, and we'll donate you something for your time, i.e., the cost of the bottle. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about that if there's something that comes up. And you contact us, and we'll work on the details. That's exactly right. Um, the clarity on this guy is clear, as clear, always. Always. We, we never have any issues with clarity on these no, guys. Here. No sediment, and that has to do with a lot nah, of clearness. Now, no. There's not going to be. Yeah. Viscosity. I mean, I went with the two. Right. I haven't found a. a a relatively thick whiskey. Yeah, I've, I've sipped on. I will say that the later the later years they have a little bit less legs than the twelve. The mm-hmm. twelve. Yeah. But I, I have this guy as a light, and a, a two would be pretty close. Again, this you is know, all subjective at this point until we get a better baseline. So something that just popped into my head because of what we were talking about earlier with the the viscosity of it. Yeah. You know, what would be a good um, not that we're going to find any whiskeys that have this type of viscosity, but something that would be a viscous whisk or a, a viscous liquor would be like a. Um, uh, Jägermeister. Jägermeister. Yeah, is that's pretty, a good point. Pretty, yeah. It's got a pretty thick viscosity. It's funny that, that actually right? Jägermeister would 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 hit a lot of these that we skip. It would hit a lot of them. It's going to have some yeah, sediment. Right? It's going to have some opacity. Especially with like the black licorice option. Yeah, had exactly. on the one. Yep, yep. yep. Yep, that's definitely, uh, that's an interesting one that would make a, it's going to have a different profile set up than uh, most of our scotches because in most times, like you're saying, we we don't see you will see different legs on the side of the glass but it's so but minute that it's it like, is is it even worth and it's not like a red wine where it's showing you a color yeah it's making it very easy to see once you get that stretched out thin on the glass you can't see the uh, amber and the gold anymore exactly so, yeah so light and a two again fairly subjective until we have a better baseline that's where we're at on the viscosity of this guy nothing so special. now we're gonna so now what so now we're moving into the nose yeah it's time for the nose and i'll uh uh, you just you just did a Greg smell. On I that. got you on that one. Yeah, smell like chloroform to you. 
God, that's good. That's good. So on your intensity, what'd you get? I mean, I went it with a two. Yeah. Right? There's I, nothing crazy. I here. stuck that at a two. It's not all that intense. Um, it does have a little bit of burn to the to the nose, but yeah. that's going to be anything in this age range anyway. And I'm, I think the thing we've seen that has that, uh, this is the exception to that rule, is the Dalmore Cigar Malt. You don't get any alcohol on that nose. You get awesome fruits and fermented beautiful sweet totally vanilla. different but god it was good on something like this you're gonna Ugh. get off the shelf there's gonna be a little intensity um so a two is good yeah uh, it's not a one. i don't know that we're gonna find anything in the glenfiddich lineup that's like extreme that's intense yeah. right that's extremely pungent or anything like that that really punches you in the face so to speak exactly now this one the um the age i'd call youthful and i say that because it seems like it still has a lot of the apple and a lot of those things in it and i think that that in my mind, the more mature a whiskey is, the less of that you're going to get and the more of the wood that it's aged in you're going to get through that smell. And I know why you feel that way. Yep. I know why you, after trying the 18. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So we're, we're, we won't get into the I, 18 I now. I completely agree with that. That's exactly yep. where we're headed is that the, the, the more age we see on even just the Glenfiddich core line, um, well, I guess we have to do the whole thing. So we'll get close. Yeah. But yep. we're not going to get all the way through it right away here. Um yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to be something that presents itself as true for any of these that have a large amount of different age, you know, aged whiskeys that are mm-hmm. in their line. Um, these barrels, new oak and used oak, right? So we're doing the same thing as before. We got the Alarosa cherry uh, sherry cask rather, and um, and bourbon barrel oak. Um, and there's uh, uh, not as much in this whiskey of those woods. I do notice more than in the 12. We talk about the Glenfiddich 12. If you haven't already listened to our last week's episode, check that one out from uh, the week of the 28th. That one's going to be Glenfiddich 12. Uh, That'll give you some insight into what we thought, essentially, of that that Glenfiddich 12. And I do think that this one has less of the wood to it. It still has... It has more, a little bit more of the hardwood to it than... uh, what your 12 does because of the, the again age of a few more years worth of minimum age profile allowed definitely makes a difference there but um the um the difference is subtle not extreme so no and you know in in this option for us so we have new oak or used oak as an option to to pull from and i, I didn't even though i know that this has some used oak influence yeah. in it, the off of the nose anyway in this aspect in this category, the nose is the one where I'm picking up the vanilla off of it, and I did new oak uh, barrels on that, and strictly for the for the fact that I'm picking up the vanilla, that right there is like a dead ringer to me of a new oak barrel. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the only reason I did choose new oak, and that's the only reason why because of that overwhelming vanilla-ness to it. Yeah, I but, pick I pick both on that because I get a little bit of both, but yeah. it's subtle. Stuff. I think I think that you know, like once you know what this whiskey's made of, and then you start looking like yeah. I, I guess I guess your 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 mind starts looking for other things. Right? To your point, we need to blind all of this eventually. We do need to at some and point, that, and not even know which like if it's Glenfiddich, Glenlivet, what we're doing. We need to blind it and identify the tastes. Uh, and uh, we're getting a nosing, kind of a scenting, like a scent kit, right? That you said comes with a board game. Sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, an, uh, it's an aroma kit uh, I, that does come as a board game. Once it gets here, we'll learn a little bit more about it, and who knows, maybe do a live episode or something with one. But due to some legal entanglements, I'm not allowed to play Candyland around children anymore. Is that is that a, <laughs> is it anything like Candyland? I'm pretty sure you're clear. I think okay, this good. is a 21 year older uh, game. Whiskeyland, I like Whiskeyland. Yeah. <laughs> All things go now. Shoots um, and whiskeys. 
that's not a joke I should make. That's not actually true. <laughs> uh, okay, so he's just not allowed within 500 feet of an elementary, or middle school. That's it all. It was tough to find a house. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the grain in this is malt. Um, I do get a little wheat from the smell, but it's very mild, so I'm not going to highlight that one. Um, no smoke, spice, not many, because it's still part of that base Glenfiddich low end, kind of low to low to middle, but lower end Scotch. But I. Do get a little black pepper on it, and I okay. think maybe some, you went black pepper. I think okay. some of that's probably the alcohol burn killing me, but it it, it like when I'm smelling this guy. But that's what I. So put. I did not do. Uh, I didn't circle or highlight anything. I just did a little arrow with a maybe next to tobacco. There you go. So tobacco is one where it's like again, it's it's on that. I don't know, man. It's kind of like that sweetness. The raisiny spectrum, yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. So that that's kind of where I'm coming in at the the uh, the tobacco ness. I feel like when you when you it's crack like smoke cigar. Yeah, that or cigarette yeah. cigarette pack. My you know my dad smoked when I when I was a little kid, and he'd open up the pack, and you it's like it's like raisins. It's amazing. Um, anyway, uh, the the spice is not really strong either way in this guy. Um, I think when you crack. Fresh black peppercorns, though, you get a little bit of a sweetness. Whereas, whereas when you're doing like ground powder pepper, black pepper, it tastes a little bit more base and just a little spicy. Yeah, this I, that's where I usually get this pepper, black pepper from. Okay. Um, so that that's but again, it's mild. It's very minimal. I think it has to do with the alcohol um, more than anything. The sweet profile. What do you get there in the nose? Oh, vanilla. Yeah, same here. Yep. Vanilla and honey. Yep. Uh, I I circled honey because it's outstanding in this one. Again, if you do the left to right swish and smell this guy uh, with a very light sniff, you get honey. Uh, it used to be maple on the 12. You'll hear it was a little bit of maple, a little bit more maple in there. There's a lot of honey in this one. And vanilla, I think those are related enough, as we've talked about, that you can almost interchange those two. Yeah, and, and we did have a discussion about this earlier and whether or not you could you could classify or well, whether or not what I would call vanilla, he would call honey, or vice versa. But right. what I found is that, um, what I found is that whether or not I describe it as honeysuckle, honey, or vanilla, especially on the nose portion of it, I relatively all mean the same thing. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's it's pretty pretty close. Now, when it comes to your fruits, right, you're always going to get an apple on Glenfiddich. Yeah. Which this. Uh, this does not stray away from. Yeah, it's definitely hits there. Definitely some apple there. It's it's. I mean, for anybody who drinks enough of Glenfiddich, you know, in their base they have. I don't know how yeah. they do it because there's in no their, apple in the process, but it's profoundly apple. Well, that we know. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true. That we know. No, they, know they don't it's list it's, it out. It's malted barley, isn't it? Yeah. There's no way. It, it's profoundly crispy green. Like if you were to get an apple that was way too green of a green apple at the grocery store and cut into it with a knife and smell it, that's what I get off the nose. Not so much sour. Not Def- sour. Definitely just, sweet. Yeah, sweet, but it's it's uh <clears throat> it's fresh sweet, not like yeah candy cane or sugar sugar cane sweet. It's not like ultra sweet like that. It's fresh sweet. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And so, then I, I so for that we kind of broke our fruit. That I mean we're headed to that already, but I guess we kind of broke our fruit section. Like that's where we're at with that. Is that we both get apple? What else? did you get? Anything else? I put down some cherry for this one. You know, when doing some research into this and looking up for the tasting notes, there I believe in this one because this is yeah, this is the fifteen. I believe in this one it did mention stuff like uh, banana and whatnot, but I did not get any of that in this. I, I'm. I'm not allowed to eat a banana within 500 feet of an elementary school either. It's a bit extraneous for legal circumstances, but 
I'm not even sure I can say it on the podcast. And so the flavors we're getting out of this are <laughs> sweet. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm serious. Relax, guys. Yep. No, I'm kidding. You're kidding. That's what he does outside of an elementary school with kids. He, he finds kids. Oh, that's messed up. You know what? One day this will all come back to haunt us. I'm uh, sure. No, no. All good. Uh, all, all terrible jokes aside. Uh, on the fruit side of this, I, there is a little bit of banana, I guess. I stick with the apple and the cherry. Um, and, and I think the cherry is probably a byproduct of actually the sherry, the cask from from the from the wine, right? That I think there's probably some slight association between like a wine grape, right, and a and a cherry a little bit too. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it is that I get that, but on this nose, I definitely do. Now we haven't gotten to taste yet, but not the same in the taste for me. And there's there's a few of them where I definitely get this. Um, it. It is a cherryness. It's a somewhere between a weird cross between the like medical, uh, you know, old uh, Nyquil cherry or like like the old cherry cough drops, right? Yep. yep. It, it's like a cross between that and legit cherry. It's it actually not, it actually resembles like a diet cherry Coke or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, exactly, yeah. like like a like a vanilla cherry Coke or something Which like I, that. I love that but faintness. They really do cherry sodas that are diet, especially you get more of the cherry and it's really fake. Yeah, it's kind of a medical. Like I see what you're saying exactly. It's kind of not quite fresh cherry, but it's it's on the way there. Yep, fake um, cherry. <laughs> um, so we had honey and then a floral note. Um, I put honeysuckle and I underlined rose because I always get a little bit of the rose. Uh, out of the nose of these things, but did you land on any of those in the florals in the floral section? Mm, nope, I just went through honeysuckle. Gotcha. And uh, yeah. thank you, by the way, Whiskey Smiths, for this um, review and rating system. Uh, we are going to change it up, but this is what we're using. Yeah. Anything you've heard oh, so it, far from us? Yeah. It's been working out pretty great. I mean, yeah. it is it is kind of more geared toward uh, blinding. So you start out you start out not knowing what the whiskey is, and then you run through what you think it is, and then at the end you pull out the blind. But we've been we've not only been using it as that, but we've also been going back through, and we will uh, start out knowing what the whiskey is and sample it all the way through, and and just kind of. Uh, help help us pick it apart <laughs> the thing and be is, able to describe it better. And we, I think that this has done a good job of that. We don't do enough do research. That. So it's not that we're going in blind, but we don't look online and read like 10 pages on not what this first. whiskey should yeah. taste like. Yeah. So yeah. We're, our unpreparedness uh, makes us even better at this because we don't have to be completely blind. We can set up an episode and say we're going to do Glenfiddich 15. Yeah. Let's go use the sheet. And we sniff it, taste it, write it down, talk about it, bring it to you guys and cut, print, stupid but we definitely don't have to do the research <laughs> first the fact that we don't makes it like we're not getting some preconceived notion now, if you read the blurb on any bottle from glenfiddich it kind of steers you toward and i think that's bullcrap i think any bottle that steers you towards what you're supposed to taste i understand why they do it because they want people to read it it's advertising but at the same time you should taste it with an unbiased mind if you go into it listen to what they say you're going to not get that crap out of your mind and you're going to think about those flavors on the way in that's very true but there have been plenty of times where you know I've been uh, uh, I've been watching the YouTube video right. So for everybody out there, I'm known to watch YouTube videos and listen to them just like you do podcasts. So there's a few YouTubers that I do listen to, and sometimes I happen to have the same whiskeys that they're tasting, and because they've said it, I've been able to dive deep and find yeah. what they're talking about. But your first time um, tasting, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should yeah. try if you buy something, you should try it. Develop your own opinion. Your own your own opinion. It goes along with your rack. It's the way you yeah, set up the steering in your car. Um, develop your own <laughs> opinion, and that should be what you use as your baseline. It's going to be subjective, of course, and everybody's taste buds and, and uh, nose sensory is going to be a little different, but you're going to get 
you're going to get your baseline and then go to them and be like, oh, yeah, I can see it, and then dig back. And it gives you an excuse to drink some more, too. It's not a bad thing, really. Yeah. Yep. But uh, that's where I'm at with it as well. <laughs> I'm still over here giggling on the, uh, was it the cut print stupid? Cut print stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we should that's, make t-shirts for yeah, that. Yeah, we might have way. to. Cut print so, stupid might work. so moving forward through the palette into the flavor aspect of it right oh sweet i do want to say real quick before we jump there yeah um there is no sulfur no peat none of that bull crap no Uh, no earth well i do get some earth that's what i wanted to stop on every time we go into a nicer bottle of glenfiddich I get more of the wood, and sometimes I get more wood. Sometimes yeah, I get, I'll agree so sometimes far. I get lots of wood. Now, sometimes, sometimes, and you'll notice this when we do a, a review of Glenfiddich 18, uh, we both tend to lean towards dry leaves, um, and that's one of the things that presents itself with an age too. You, you're not going to see that if you go back and listen to our last week's review of the Glenfiddich 12, which is I recommend it because it's a great whiskey to start on. Or even if you've been drinking bourbon your whole life and you want to try scotch, it's a good one to start with, but you will not get a strong amount. You will not get big wood from that. <laughs> no. I, I'm sorry. I had to say big wood out loud at least once in this podcast. <laughs> you will not get a strong sensory um, blast of, of like hardwood or anything in the scent and the nose on that guy. So sorry about that. You were headed now, into the flavor palette. Well, I had to actually, call that out. So since you backed this up a little bit, do, do you get any nuttiness out of this? No, I have no. not. I have not nut over any Glenfiddich. No, things. you haven't. You haven't gotten any. You you don't get a uh, almost like a fresh, um, uh, a fresh tin of Planters peanuts when you pop that that lid open and you break that aluminum seal. You don't get that. Not really. No. 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 I'm getting a little bit of that. I'm getting but a little bit of peanut oil. In type. your defense, I don't actually taste food. I just swallow most of it whole. <laughs> so I, I don't really know. I'm I'm a little bit plump, but that's all right. Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't get that from it when I, I nose this guy. I do get a little bit of nuttiness off of the nose. Okay, well Again. that could be that could be interpreted a lot of ways. So either way, yeah. if you're into the if you're into the more like having some more of the wood grain kind of that fresh hardwood kind of smell, you're gonna get some of that from this one. Um, go ahead. So flavor palette here. Yeah, flavor. I'm on sweet. I'm, I'm on, on sweet. Too. I'm on that sweet game right now. I'm with you on that one. Um, I don't think we're going to stray far from that with any of the Glenfiddichs. I think that they're only going to get more complex. I don't think that they're going to leave this this base uh, flavor and nose that we're getting this this palate and nose. This one, the proof for me, um, albeit a great smooth, easy to drink whiskey, the proof for me was a little bit high in the overall like amount of it in the flavor. It's a little bit alcohol bitey, so if you're into that you know, you might notice it here. I think it's probably about the same, maybe a little less, but about the same as the Glenfiddich 12. Uh, but there is some alcohol proof to it. So I tended to give that proof a three, which is right in the middle of our one to five scale on that. I, I, I tend to think that the alcohol shows its face a lot. Um, you have to let me know what you think on that one. I, you probably went too. I, I like knowing that I'm drinking whiskey as you do, but that's kind of your coin phrase. I, I like it, but I'm good with it being not overwhelming for lack of a better term. Oh, I definitely think that it, I mean, it tastes like a 40. And and by that, I mean, like, it tastes light in the sense that it's 40 AVB or 40%, 80 proof, however you want to phrase it. But you know that there's alcohol in it, right? There's Mm -hmm. some 80 proofs where you take a sip of them. Or I don't know. I got to be careful when I say that because there's, there's some 40 proofs. Or a lot of liquors in general that I taste, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty mild. This is nothing to it. But then the wife tastes forty percent. You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the wife tastes them, and she's just you know all whatever face and doesn't like it, and yada yada yada. So for me, as Greg mentioned, I do kind of coin the phrase that I like to taste 
my whiskey. I like to know that I'm drinking whiskey. This does drink like a 40% in the means that it's super light for, you know, people that are coming in. But at the same time, you still got to, you, you kind of get that little bit of a burn. You kind of get that little bit of an aftertaste and um, you can taste the alcohol in it, right? It's not some, it's not some, uh, what's that, Grand Marnier or whatever it is where you drink it and you don't even know you're drinking alcohol. You taste like you're drinking uh, some kind of uh Cherry syrup. There are quite a, there are quite a few of those. Disarono, right? Yeah, that's what we drink at Christmas. My dad and I listen to the uh, Abbey Road album from the Beatles and drink Amaretto. Disarono. Amaretto or Amaretto. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's an almond based liqueur, but it tastes vanilla and almond. Mm-hmm. It's almost like drinking almond extract with a bunch more booze in it. I guess less booze in it technically. No, because I think that's got some booze in it, but or maybe vanilla does. Anyway, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Those don't have the alcohol burned to them at all. It definitely does taste like a, an eighty proof, forty percent whiskey from that respect but compared to some higher like as you get up in age um as you get up in age you sometimes notice that that proof drops and that's when you get into the extreme age yeah uh some of the ones in between like so like right there uh, like that's when you're taking uh proof for flavor that's when you start noticing like your complexity gets better yeah that's when you start noticing that your uh well your age right some of the things you like about a whiskey that might be uh, a 12 year if you buy its brother in the 21 year when you've got a little extra coin in your pocket might be like the best thing you've ever had because it probably accentuates if it's made in the exact same process it probably accentuates a lot of the flavor you like yeah it's it's taking that mash bill and then driving it up to the next level yep right yep. or 10 levels in some case i mean there's there's the one instance that we have uh where you have the little brother and and then you have that well, I don't. I don't want to go too far because I'm going to give away some episodes. But yeah, yep, yep. Then you have the big dog. We'll yep. Then you way. have the big dog. And there, we we have not gotten there yet. There's going to be some uh, big dogs. Jake uh, alluded to it in our last week's episode about Glenfiddich 12. There's going to be some bigger dogs coming. Not a lot of them. We're not going to do it often because we just would have to sell our houses. And you know, I have to sell my young daughter into slavery, and she's only only not quite eight months old. So that won't work out well. I'd be vetoed quickly. But it's for scotch. It's for you know. It's for scotch. <laughs> no, uh, so we we aren't gonna we're not gonna reveal our spoilers there. You'll just have to keep tuning in, try and come back and check out what we do uh, coming up. The um, the um, balance of this guy. I do not believe there is anything that dominates anything else in this whiskey. I think it's pretty well balanced. In the nose, it does get a little apple. It does get the honey, um, but I do not believe any flavor overwhelms any other when it comes to drinking it i can completely agree with that i don't think that there's any dominating elements here you get a touch of you get a touch of crisp apple you get a little bit of that whiskey bite that seems to last from the beginning to the end but it's not terrible it's just there and some whiskeys you don't get it the whole time and then you get some of your natural wood flavors and a little bit of honey and maybe a tiny bit of maple if you're if you're um you know tasting it just right but that's where i land on that the finish we ranked it i think mutually at two right yep because that guy ended, we both kind of looked at each other and we were tasting this earlier. We were timing it. It came out to about eight and a half to nine seconds. So probably anywhere from seven to ten seconds, you'll start to not notice the flavor in your mouth anymore. Um, when I equated it the last time, if you're going to go out and do a dance on the dance floor, you don't want to have a uh, scrunched whiskey face if you took a drink of this and had never had it before. Yeah. When you get out to your date, she's going to think you're a little bitch. So you don't want to do that. But in this case, it's very short. Eight and a half seconds. Um, that's what I got out of that when we were doing a quick rank of that. Um, so that's good. It's actually a good thing, yeah, but I, we were talking that the more expensive the whiskey it gets, you probably want to remember it more and have more time to enjoy 
kind of really savoring those flavors and stuff. So we expect that number to go up, which we actually see in a future episode. You will probably hear us talk about that. So for your... Uh uh, what's the what's the next one here? Is that complexity? Yeah, we're so, on the, the finish. We already got. We're on the complexity of this guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So on on your uh, on your complexity, where did you rate that at? I rated it as a three because I think it's a slight it's a slight step up from the twelve when it comes to how many flavors you can really pick out. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I rated it a two on mine, and I, I had a little side note that it was just a little bit extra than the twelve year. So from what I remember, the twelve year had had three basic elements to it that I was pulling out consistently. That was the apple, that was the honey, and then that was the vanilla note that was mm-hmm. in there. This one, the only thing that I'm getting that's a little bit extra is just that nuttiness again, and that that has extended past the nose into the flavor slightly. Gotcha. So I get. The same exact thing that I do with the 12 year, I just get that extra um, little bit of nuttiness in the nose for sure, and on the taste just a little bit. Now you will you will mostly notice uh, for the price difference, and you know if you're looking at buying between the 12 and the 15. Um, I don't even know where to go with that. I was gonna I was gonna try and push some of you towards the 15, but uh, if if you like the 12. Go for it, or if you're interested in it, start with the 12. But the 15 is just the next level, for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and we may, at some point, give out some of this stuff to our listeners. And in uh, they do make some smaller 200-milliliter yeah, bottles. how we're going to do all that. Yeah, we'll get there. That's coming up. If you, First thing you got to do is listen and get your friends to subscribe and listen. Uh, we're on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. Uh, going to be on more platforms than that. Probably not Amazon, but everybody else. Um, so, you know, feel free to look us up and, and send a link to your friends. We're also going to have at the smoking cask.com www.thesmokingcask.com. We will have direct listen inlays and, and uh, embedded, uh, listening apps, and we will have links to the show on your favorite areas. So you can click on those and go and check it out wherever you like. Um, but keep listening and we will get those things sorted out. What I'd like to do at some point, and I'm sure you're on board with this is we'd like to do. Glenn Fittick has a sampler, which is 200 mil bottle of the 12, the 15, and the 18. Yeah. And it, we both have had it, and it's quite good. It's in a nice little decorative bottle, and it's enough for you to really get a taste of each with, I don't know, three of your friends. You could pour a small finger of each for three friends and really chew on this whiskey a little bit, sniff it, chew on it, and get get involved in the flavor. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a nice little like gift box set. Yeah, we're not there yet, so we're not promising yep. anything yet, but we're headed there. <laughs> it's definitely... Um, we promise you that we're thinking about it. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. We <laughs> promise you that we might consider doing some more talking about this later. <laughs> One day, eventually. No, uh, we definitely will get there at some point. Um, our final assessment of this guy, it's definitely malted barley. It's a malt um, barrels, new and used. Um, definitely um, you get some good new wood barrel from that. Uh, and then our age range here is 11 to 15. This is a 15-year Country of origin, Scotland, and this is the Glenfiddich 15. So we have our magical little numerical reviewing system, and we're going to walk down through that right now with you guys. So basically how that works is we built our own little review system. It uh, is pretty straightforward. Jake, you want to run down through the categories real quick? Yeah, so we got uh, package and labeling. That's one category. Then we got bottle and cork, 
in-glass aesthetics. We have the nose of the whiskey, initial taste of the whiskey, and then finish of the whiskey. We all base this off a 0 to 10-point uh, score, which then averages up between mine and Greg's column and gives us an average overall whiskey score. Um, I believe last week on the 12-year, it was a 5.0 score, I think. So we got an even 5.0. Smack dab in the middle, we do have a green to red um uh, color graph sort of scale and yep. that's actually a really good score 5.0 i mean again it's all subjective until our baseline is finalized probably a year from now we'll have a very good baseline but in the in the I mean, realm it's of not, that's not too far out of i mean in the realm I think of how we feel be. about whiskey yeah. so far i think it's just going to get maybe like we've talked about the glenfiddich 12 might get a little lower and lower if we review it over it and over. should right it should. as but, as we as we uh progress yes in, we're comfortable with what we've given it for now yeah um so this guy uh it's proof that our system works yeah this, because this guy 12 years get a five 15 years get a blank 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 which you'll hear in about two minutes not even so um yeah. why don't you go ahead and i'll let you give us the rundown this time you got a better view of it there yeah yeah so the uh the package and labeling on my end i went ahead and gave this guy a five um it looks good. I think that I do like the clear bottle until I can get an answer on why Glenfiddich is using a green bottle for their 12-year only. Cask crew at the smokingcask.com. Yeah. Send us an email and tell us we're dumb and why we need to know that. Thank you. Yeah, tell us what you found in a simple Google search that I didn't. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, in uh, uh, package and labeling, I gave it a five. You went ahead and you labeled it a four. 4.5. Yeah, I'm Any really, particular reason? I'm really picky about, and I know that this doesn't fall into, we're not in the cork section yet, but I'm really picky about the freaking plastic top cork. And it feels more like a rubber, not an actual cork, like a false cork. Yeah. But then the plastic top combined with the green bottle just doesn't do it for me. So um, that was, that was, we went, I think I went from a three and a half or four up to a 4.5 because the only difference here is a little bit prettier color on the label. And we went to clear glass. So yeah, the 15 has a nice clear glass, um, but it's still got the same crappy cork top. Like at 15, for, for what it costs, I understand there's more time. It takes time and you can't get time back. Yeah, but there you're, should be you're some... paying for rent in the Rick House, right? Yes. Is essentially what you're doing. But they could take a small piece of uh, veneered plywood or hardwood or whatever they use to make the toppers and put it on. I, I have a gripe there. It does make a little bit of a difference. I, I give it to you. Yeah, that's why I went up a little yep. bit. So that's where we're at. I'll there. give it to you. So on on okay. So now we're getting to this with the bottle and cork. So I went ahead and gave it a three on the scale, and Greg rated it as a four. I agree. The bottle and cork is not impressive on this guy for being a, a, a look. At least in again, and this is all going to be very subjective over where we live, but our area this. 15 year is approximately a $75 bottle. Um, pretty across the board, no matter where you're getting it yeah. from. Sometimes like Virginia ABC and in, in five, bucks, $5 off. Yeah. There's like a, bucks, yeah, there's yeah. like some $5 sales here, and which there. is when I usually buy these. If I see them for a $5 or $10 discount, which doesn't happen much, uh, $5 is yeah, like yeah. we're coming out of. Yeah. Yeah. And they know that they can sell a bunch and they can get the next batch out, but I'm with yeah, you on that. Exactly. The cork did pop a little. You guys heard it. If you go back and listen a little more, the cork did pop a little more brightly on this one. It seemed like a tighter fit. That's why I went mm -hmm. up a tiny bit here um, from the Glenfiddich 12, which had a very loose cork. It was um, like it had been around the block a little bit. Yeah, I think and the, and the crazy out. part is it's only been open four times. It's a brand new bottle tonight. Yeah. We've popped it four times in that, uh, in that span of time. It's already feels like it's... If you tipped it over or dropped the bottle, it seems like the cork could just pop right, pop right off. Yep. No, I'll give you that. So then you're down 50 bucks in whiskey. In this case, I feel like if I dropped it from here to the floor on carpet or even on a hard floor, provided it's not, you know, some sort of marble or some sort of tile floor, mm -hmm. 
I'm pretty sure it wouldn't pop the cork out and dump the whiskey everywhere, which is good for that kind of money. Yeah. You want some security. That's why I gave it a little more. Yeah. What's next? Well, and and two, just real quick to add on top. Oh of yeah, that, please. Is that a good a good cork? Uh, aids in the preservation of the whiskey inside the bottle, right? So you yeah. get a little bit of air leakage uh, that's past the cork, and essentially, um, and I'm, I'm going to start talking out of my realm of knowledge, but you start getting evaporation, you, you get a bunch of things that are escaping from that bottle, to sense stuff that you would never see with your naked eye, uh, that's that's escaping from that bottle, or with a tighter cork, or a natural cork, or, or whatever. I'm not permitted to say naked eye. Uh, you public. wouldn't, <laughs> you you wouldn't get any of that yet. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so with that, 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 that's another bigger reason why it matters. But now we can move on to in-glass aesthetics, which both you and I gave an even six across the board on this. Beautiful color in this glass. Not a bad, not a bad color. It's a, mm. um, and, and we talked about the 12, the 15, a tiny bit darker, goes between the gold. So Jake rated that one a straw, the 12, and this one goes more to a gold for him and more to yep. a gold amber for me. Um, basically, we rated that the same way. So yeah, nice, nice looks in the glass. You could t- if you're into this sort of thing, I mean, we live in a generation of people that take pictures of everything, every meal they take um, or eat, they take a picture of. But this one, if you're trying to photograph some nice whiskeys for your website or something, this one looks great. It's a good, definitely right in the middle of the color spectrum for Glenfiddich, certainly. Yep. So. No, it's perfect. What do we got next? Oh, next we are on the nose. And the nose of this guy, both you and I went with a straight seven. That's actually and a lot. Because it smells fucking good. That's actually a lot for us. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I gotta say I'm I'm like I was like, yeah, that might seem high, but it it and especially now I've got an almost empty Glencairn glass and it smells like pure maple and honey and it's it changes as you drink it down. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely has a great nose all the way through. You don't get a ton of the alcohol. You really breathe deep in it. You get the apple. You get some of the freshness of it, a little bit of wood. Um, I know I get wood when I smell it, but that's just me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that joke three more times. Is somebody laughing out there yet? Jeez. God. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you just um, had somebody in their car turning their speakers down. Going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just crashed yeah, just swerved. somewhere. Right. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I definitely, I definitely think the nose on this one is better than I would have expected. Actually, it compares to the higher ends that we've had from them and others actually pretty well for yeah. being, for being like sub $80 where we live, probably less than other people's places. So what's our next category there, Jake? Uh, after the nose, we have initial taste, and this is where you and I start to differ. So an in initial taste, I went with a five, and you went with a 6.5. Mm-hmm. So you've got a whole one and a half points up on me. I'll let you start, and I'll rebuttal to this Yeah, guy. I get I get all of the apple crispy sweetness and a little bit of the honey right off the very beginning of this one, right off the bat. And I think I probably attribute the enjoyment of the initial taste a lot to the fact that while I'm sipping this, my nose is right next to it and I get some of the rosiness to it all in that one shot. Um, not to say that its initial taste is quite as good as I reviewed it for everybody else, but for me, that stuff stands. And I I tend to inhale as I'm taking a sip of this too. So I get uh, I get the best of both worlds on that. That's why I rated it where I did. Yeah, and I can absolutely agree with everything you said. Um, the only reason why I went with a little bit lower score is because, and this is where I'm, um, well, yeah, the only reason why I went with a, a lower score is because I know what's in the future, right? Yeah, it's I, tough. It's yeah, hard I've, to be unbiased. Exactly. And I, I hate to admit it. Oh, I'm going to admit it, but yeah, I, I kind of know what's what's coming and tasting this, and I have a, a pretty good memory of what uh, some of the other Glymphitics taste like, and I, I definitely didn't want to rate this one too high knowing what's coming. Yeah. Now the now that being said, uh, if I were to have done this blind, 
I, I could see me scoring this around a seven, yeah. a six and a half, a seven. Absolutely. I try my yeah. best to come into these mentally blind. Of course, I come in blank anyway, so that's nothing new for me. <laughs> but, but I try my best to come into these not having too much of a preconceived notion. It is hard knowing what we've got in our shel- yeah. in our, on our shelves to come up uh, next but being honest, soon. But- right? A five on a 15-year compared to what we've got coming up. Which very well could be good. a three. <laughs> we don't know. Well, I mean, oh God, I really hope not. <laughs> we got okay. I can I can tell you that we have a Glenfiddich eighteen coming after this because I think we've already said we're going through the core line. Yeah, not going to go any further than that. Well, um, so the core line consists. Uh, so we've done the twelve. We're doing the fifteen now. Yeah. At some point, we're going to need to backstep and do the fourteen, which we both have a bottle of. Uh, but it's a little out of the realm of normal for them because it's pure bourbon barrel. But it is part of their core that's line. That's true. That's true. It's I, part I of know their I'm a new... hater. I try not to agree with that. And and you know that. So this is again when we go through the history of it, we will uh, we will dive deep into this. But I believe the the core line, uh, the 14 year bur- or ex bourbon barrel cask, uh, was introduced probably like 2016, huh. 17, 18, somewhere around there. So it's fairly new for their core line. But it it was an introduction. So their core line is. They're 12 year, they're 14 year, 15 year, 18 year, and they're 21 year. We do have all of them that we will be reviewing independently and as a collaborative group of whiskeys to try for you guys. Mm. We're going to be doing our last episode as, as with that. And then we also do have some others. We have um, uh, some that's in their experimental series. We have some that's in their excellence series that we will be getting to. Yes. Um, Spoiler alert. It's not something we're going to do more than once. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, hey, you know what? You say that now, but I'm a Glenfiddich guy. Yeah. And, and because of what you got, right? Right? Yeah. So imagine when we get to Glenlivet when it's your wheelhouse. That's a good point. Glenlivet We're probably going to do this again one real. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you send us it, we'll do it as many times as you send us it. As many. Oh, well, fine. what? There's about 25 ounces in a 750 mil bottle. So if you send us the right thing, 20, we'll do it 22, about 25 times like for you. Yeah. yeah. I think 22. Who? Who pours one ounce per pour? Nah, honestly, little bitches. I know. But, uh, anyway, so let's finish out this. So we're 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 down to the finish, right? Yeah, yeah, we're down to the finish on this guy. So I gave it a six, and you had given it a seven, which I mean is is right up there. I could yeah. have given it a seven. I mean, it's 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 good. It it's, hangs in there again with you a little bit, but we're still building a baseline. It's a little subjective, but I tend to think that this one ends well. And whatever tiny bit of flavor you're left with long after you drink it is pretty good. So the finish is not long enough overall. The the true finish is not long enough. Eight and a half to nine seconds for us is not long enough to hurt anybody. But then you're left knowing you drank something good. It doesn't leave, you know, and I like a lot of the peaty stuff, but you get a very smoky um, breath kind of after after effect that doesn't go away. That's why we talk about if we're going to do anything that's Highland or Speyside, and mix in any smoky stuff. We do the smoky stuff last in the evening. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, this one doesn't have any um, residual reaper sort of effect, which I mm-hmm. like. This has been good. So, yep, that's where I that's where I landed there. And we did not have a wife drink on this one to get our surprise butt sex face on this one. So that's <laughs> no, everybody's, everybody's least favorite thing that we're going to do, but we're going to jam it down your throat. So just get used to it. <laughs> so that, I mean, so that, that leaves us up to the final score of 5.6 out of a possible 10. Yep, and that actually yep, works yep. out great for us because the Glenfiddich 12 was a, uh, that was I, a 5.0. I right? can tell you that our, that our wives would both hate this and give us the face. Uh-huh. It's yeah. still not in the realm of like drinking Ciroc with soda. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no. So they're not going to like it. Of course, uh, his wife drinks more beer and stuff i think too yep um, my wife drinks the sweeter stuff but yeah this this put us in a really healthy range in our color scale it's like a mustard olive green 
which is a 5.6 out of 10. Not bad. Um, definitely for what you spend on this, that's a pretty good rating. Because I know that we've, if we get into bourbons, we've both had bourbons that we would rate far lower. And, and a lot of this, we don't have a price, intentionally don't have a price on this scale because we want the taste to be completely isolated from that. But the truth is, in the back of our minds, we know if we bought a $150 bottle of whiskey or something and it tasted like crap, we're not going to be able to truly enjoy giving it an honest review. That's going to seep into our our feelings, are yeah. going to seep into our results numbers. So um, this one, based on where it prices out, it's not a huge enough step over the 12 that I can say it's worth like a 7 on the review scale with the price kept in mind. I can say that the, the, the true honest flavor uh, review of 5.6 nose and flavor review and overall bottle and aesthetics review is very fitting because it's not being at all negatively biased by our price that we pay for this. I would pay this again. I would drink it again. Um, yeah, I have same. A, I have a feeling we'll see better reviews on upcoming bottles. Uh, Glenn Fittick 18, we both tend to like a lot, and there are others above that that we may get to shoot on, and and they may be incredible. We don't know. Yep. And this this too lays a lot of the groundwork for us to come back in you know six months or a year and re-review these and yep. see how much you know either a our palates have changed or b we've just been uh, we've had the pleasure of drinking so many other scotches that we now have a better uh, a better prepared palate to, exactly to, to review this properly. So yeah, I'm 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 uh, I'm excited for um, the next. Next week's episode featuring the uh, Glenfiddich 18, and I'm excited to re-review this Glenfiddich 15 yeah, one day for you. If you guys are bored, if you're just tuning in, uh, go back, check out the Glenfiddich 12 from last week. Um, that one's just another quick, we call it a nubby review. These are not as short as we'd like them to be because we talk way too much. That said, we're going to get you out of here. Uh, check us out next week, Glenfiddich 18 coming up, and then some more to come after that, followed by the Glenfiddich Showdown eventually. Uh, this has been Greg and Jake with the Cask. Smoking Cask podcast. I can't even speak anymore. Uh, www.thesmokingcask.com. Please reach out to us, Cask Crew or Jake C at thesmokingcask.com. Thank you guys. Have a great one. Awesome, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you. <laughs>